Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 151. This episode is brought to you by the Homeschool Mom Collective. If you are a new homeschool mom, or even if you've been doing it for a few years, but you still feel overwhelmed, you just feel like you want a little bit of structure, a little bit of help and support each month, with which kind of answers the question like, what should I be doing this month to keep my homeschooling on track? That's exactly why I created the Homeschool Mom Collective, because I know this is a huge need in the homeschool community. Some of you can feel like you're drowning at the beginning, and it's a little bit normal, but I wanted to come alongside all of you homeschool moms who just need a helping hand, and that's what the collective is all about. You can save 25% when you join using the code SAVE25, and you can find the collective at 41more.com forward slash membership. Welcome to episode 151. Today is kind of an audio blog post of a really popular post that I wrote many years ago, but I don't know if it's because a lot of people are pulling their kids out of public school and there's a lot more homeschoolers in the last few years than there ever was before. It's so exciting to see the homeschool community growing by leaps and bounds. But this post that was super popular, and I think it's because it's just helpful and it really is realistic. It kind of answers all the questions you have in your head as you're a new homeschooler. And it's the post 88 things first time homeschool moms need to know. So what I thought I'd do today is go through those 88 things. Now it sounds kind of like a long winded podcast, but I'm not going to talk too much about each one, but I will add a bit of commentary. These are the most important things that, you know, I wish I would have known at the beginning. It would have saved me a lot of frustration and heartache and switching curriculums and, you know, all of that all of that stuff that we go through at the beginning. So that's what this podcast is all about. Whether you're brand new or you've been homeschooling for a while, I hope that some of these tips and things that you should know will really resonate and will help you be able to identify some of the areas in your homeschool that maybe things are off kilter a bit, or you know maybe it's not as smooth as you would like. Maybe some of these tips that I'm going to mention will give you an aha moment that you can go ahead and get some things changed in your homeschool, especially as you're thinking about planning for next school year. And so this is what I want to talk about today. The 88 things first time homeschool moms need to know. And of course, you can find the whole list when you go to the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 151. Okay, this is a great place to start. Number one, your plans this year won't look like your plans for next year. And I think we all need to hear that. We need the flexibility and freedom to say things are going to change. Seasons change, kids grow, they need help in another area. So remember to hold things very loosely. Number two, quality over quantity all the time. Number three, just breathe. I mean, really do enjoy homeschooling. Don't, don't be so strict and structured that you cannot enjoy it. And that brings us to number four, enjoy yourself and have fun with your kids. When you're homeschooling in a very natural way, and it's just an extension of normal parenting, when you really have the goal of growing lifelong learners, you really can enjoy yourself more than when you feel like you have to be a slave to the curriculum. Number five, 
you won't be able to teach your kids every single thing that you'd like to teach them. And once you can get that in your mind, you will have so much less stress on your shoulders and realize, no, I'm not going to teach them every little thing that happened, you know, in history or every science fact. I mean, but if you raise lifelong learners, that's the main goal. They can learn anything at that point. Number six, don't be afraid to change things up if you or your child is struggling. This is super important. You're not stuck with anything. I know we feel like we are when we've spent a lot of money on curriculum, but it's more important to meet your child where they are. Number seven, as much nature time as possible is the most valuable curriculum. As much nature time. And I love my podcast episode that I did with Ainsley Arment from the Wild and Free Homeschooling Community. I will link to that in the show notes. She's really big on nature time and being outside. Even if you have a little tiny patchwork of a backyard, you don't need to live in the country to do this. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Number eight, homeschooling doesn't have to be like regular school. That's the point. And so really, uh, sometimes the most stress comes when we're trying to replicate school at home. Don't do it. This is not regular school. Number nine, I wish I had known about Charlotte Mason from the beginning. Now, we're not Charlotte Mason purists by any stretch of the imagination, but she has so many natural learning strategies and philosophies that really can you know, they, you can kind of graph them into any homeschool style. I mean, I kind of think of us as pretty eclectic. We did classically, you know, um, themed some subjects and Charlotte Mason in this and, you know, textbook math or whatever. Like we mixed and matched a whole lot. But Charlotte Mason has some amazing philosophies and strategies that if you are not familiar with her, you do want to learn a little bit. And I'll link to things in the show notes for that as well. Number 10. Kids don't have to sit with their nose in a book for eight hours a day to learn. That is the truth. If you're doing school from eight to three every day and you're crying and your kids are crying, stop what you're doing. You're not, this is not homeschool. You can get done in just a few hours. I mean, kindergartners, 30 minutes of, you know, structured learning and they're done. The older kids, it's still not going to take them all day and they're much more independent. So if you guys are doing second grade from eight to three and, you know, Let's change things up. That's, that's a recipe for burnout. Number 11, you're not a slave to your curriculum. Your curriculum is there to help you. This is a huge one. This goes with the previous one. If you're sitting there eight hours a day, I'm wondering if it's because you're doing like video homeschool where they have to watch every class and then do the work and they're so full of workbooks. Don't be a slave to curriculum. You make it work for you. Number 12, don't put too much on your plate. Stick to the basics. This is where you figure out what are the main things. Okay, I'm going to teach this. The rest of it is, you know, homeschooling multiple ages together. There's a lot of strategies where you don't need to put so much on your plate. Number 13, unit studies. This is a huge one. I'll link to them in the show notes. This will help you tremendously. Number 14, less is more. Number 15, better late than early. And I'll link to Raymond Moore has a really uh, popular book of that title. And that's a great philosophy to look into if you're a little frustrated with your, you know, four-year-old not reading yet. Well, better late than early. Number 16, they will read eventually. And yes, we've dealt with this in our homeschool. So if you're struggling and you're like, oh, you know, my five-year-old isn't reading, they will read eventually and just stick with it. You're their best teacher. Number 17, 
Not every perfect curriculum is perfect for me. So even if I recommend something, don't take my word on it. It might not be perfect for you. And so you can take people's recommendations, but it might not be a good fit for you, even if it's a good fit for your friend. Number 18, it is okay to mix and match or even make up your own thing. Number 19, don't ruin your child's love of learning over frustration. Number 20, more games to learn and less worksheets. I have a pet peeve about like overdoing worksheets. I feel like in the homeschool world, uh, this is a this is a thing that bloggers can fall into is like we just like produce too many worksheets and it kind of gives the impression that homeschooling is just all about filling out a pile of worksheets. And I don't believe that at all. And so there are things that work better than worksheets. And I'll list, I'll link to them in the show notes as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number 21, go with the flow. It's really important to be flexible. It will help you not be so stressed out. Number 22, I wish I would have listened when people said to de-school. So if you're pulling your kids out of a traditional classroom, you need to take some time to de-school for a little bit. And if you want to learn more about that, I'll link it in the show notes. Number 23, I wish I would have learned not to compare our homeschool journey to others. This is really hard, but it's really important. Number 24, we're in it for the long haul. There will be many years to cover everything. You don't need to do it all at once. If you look at this as a long journey, right? 12 years if you're starting from the beginning or even 13, don't think you have to do everything this year. Number 25, declutter and organize your house before you start. It's really important to have a peaceful home environment. And no, you don't have to have a homeschool room. It doesn't have to look like a classroom, but it is important to declutter and know where everything is. Number 26, your journey will never look the same as somebody else's because your kids are unique. Number 27, take your time and explore what works best for your family. And number 28, it won't be perfect. And that's really okay. Let go of the perfection. For some of us, it's easier said than done, but that will really help you. Number 29, go at your child's pace. This is why homeschooling is so awesome. They don't have to fit in a box. They don't have to be, you know, included in this big classroom of kids and say, you have to keep up with, you know, everyone or whatever. Like, no, your children can be themselves and you can customize the education for where they are. Number 30, always praise your child when something finally clicks. Number 31, you can homeschool on a tight budget. Number 32, Don't try to have public school at home. We have talked about that one quite a bit. 
Number 33. This is super important. Let your kids be little. Oh, this is like another one of my pet peeves when I see people on Facebook and they have a two or three-year-old and they're asking for preschool curriculum. I'm like, no, let them be little, let them play. I mean, sure, you're going to read tons of beautiful books with them and this is how they learn and have conversations with them and let them have open-ended play with all sorts of wonderful, you know, toys and play outside. That's exactly what they need. So let your kids be little. Don't rush the curriculum and the formal learning at all. Number 34, isn't this the truth? When you're an adult, no one cares at what age you learn to read, right? It's not on your resume. No one cares. So don't stress about it. Number 35, know your state's rules and do what's best for you and your kiddos. Number 36, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on stuff to give your kids a great education. I mean, you could spend thousands of dollars if you want to and if you have it, but we have homeschooled this whole time for very, very little each year. And you decide what's a priority. In some years, you know, we buy some more expensive curriculum or some years we spend money on activities, but you don't have to spend much money at all to do a great job. Number 37, focus on your relationship with your kids. This is definitely more important than academics. Number 38, read, read, and read some more. I mean, if all you do in the younger years is do tons of read-alouds and do a little math, they are going to have so much more um, an, an advantage than their kids in a traditional classroom, than their friends who are in a traditional classroom. So definitely read a lot with your kids and foster that love of reading. Number 39, look at how your child learns and don't try to change that. Go where they lead. Um, definitely check out my episode with Dr. Kathy Cook of the eight great smarts, uh, for homeschoolers. We talked about this and you will love to hear that episode. If you're interested in learning more about how your child actually learns, I'll link to it in the show notes. Number 40, if a curriculum doesn't work for you, sell it and try again. 41. Each kid is different and not every method will click with each. You can tell a lot of these are related, right? But this is definitely true. And we've done this where the, you know, one kid used something and I was like, well, why isn't it working for the next kid? Well, sometimes you need to change it up. 42, you don't need to do each subject each day. I mean, this is especially true for K through eighth grade. Oh my goodness. You have so much flexibility there. Don't be a slave to what you think, you know, they're doing down the street in the public school. You don't have to do it all every day. Okay, this is kind of funny. Number 43, take everyone's advice with a grain of salt. Even mine, right? It's just advice. If it doesn't work, move on. Number 44, enjoy your journey because it will be absolutely unique. 45, focus on hands-on learning. Your kids will learn really well when it's hands-on. 46, don't stress the day-to-day. Your children will learn way more than you think just in everyday play and life. And this goes along really well with our episode with Amy Smith about how to homeschool through different changing seasons or uh, life changes. And this is what she was mentioning. If you have a new baby, if there's a sickness in the family, if you're moving, like your kids are going to learn a ton just from living life with you. So don't stress if you miss a week of school or even a month of school, right? You can still do really important life learning and life skills that will be just as important as the normal academics. Number 47, there is no perfect curriculum. 
48. I wish I had never graded anything and just focused on learning and progress. Sometimes this might be a a remnant of my public school teaching years where you feel like you had to grade things and this is kind of falling back into the worksheet um, pitfall. So definitely... You know, in K through eight, I actually don't give my kids grades. We just either we learn it, we know it, or we don't. And if we don't know it, we have to review it. By the time they get to ninth through twelfth, of course, they need grades because you have transcripts and all those fun things. But especially K through eight, just focus on learning and progress. Number 49, enjoy the rabbit trails and don't make it all about work, work, work. 50. You really can homeschool multiple ages without losing your mind. I have done this. It has not been as hard as you would think. And so if you want to learn more, I will link to my workshop in the show notes. I have a short workshop on homeschooling multiple ages, and um, I will put it in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 151. Number 51, this goes with a previous thing we mentioned. Number 51 says it isn't a race. Remember, you don't have to teach everyone everything this year. This is actually a marathon. So remember to keep perspective. Number 52, there are so many ways to homeschool. Your friend might be really a good fit with like a classical style homeschooling. And another friend might be like way into Charlotte Mason. And another friend is kind of more traditional with the textbooks. It's okay. There are so many ways to homeschool. And that's the beauty of it. You get to choose what fits your family. Number 53, don't stress arbitrary benchmarks. Your kids are not being like, don't try to fit them in that, you know, square peg in a round hole kind of thing. Don't, who cares if it says on your state website, second graders need to do this, 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 who cares? Is your kid standard? No, they're not. You customize the education, you keep them learning, but don't stress arbitrary benchmarks. No kid is standard. No kid is the same. And so let your child be uniquely them. 54. Hard days will come and you will want to give up, but be patient because when things click, it's so worth it. And this is true. I wouldn't give up any of the hardships for being able to see my kids learn and grow and mature. It's awesome. Number 55. Pick and choose from people's ideas to make up your own method. This is what we've done. We pick what we like for this subject, what we like for this stage, and we make something that's uniquely a good fit for us. Number 56, you don't need to lesson plan. Oh my goodness. Can I get on my soapbox again? This is my other thing. I was a public school teacher. I know what lesson planning is for the principal to walk in and see my lesson planner and see what state standards I'm covering and blah, blah, blah. You are a homeschool mom. Just do an open and go curriculum. The next day you do the next lesson. You don't need a big old homeschool mom planner where you spend all weekend writing down every page your kids are going to do. Oh my goodness. Throw away the lesson plan book. You don't need to lesson plan like that. I will link to my favorite method of lesson planning in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 151. And it's much more simple than you think. Number 57, it will be hard and rewarding, full of tears and laughter. Oh yes. 58, be flexible. 59, you don't need a homeschool room. Nope. We tried homeschool rooms and we always ended up at the dining room or kitchen table. And you know, you can do a homeschool room, but you don't need it. So if your house is small and you're like, well, we can sit at the table, go for it. Number 60, I wish I'd not been so hard on myself or my kiddos. There are sometimes we all do that. So go ahead and give everyone grace. 
61. What you thought you wanted to do may not be what you actually end up doing. Things tend to change, so that's good if you can be flexible and go ahead and change as things need to be done differently. Number 62, it takes years to figure out your own family's educational style. It really does. So at the beginning, take your time, try out different things, and eventually you'll figure out what is the best fit. 63, realize that making it fun is okay. Sometimes we think school has to be all serious, but it can be fun too. 64, life gets in the way sometimes and that's okay. 65, Every experience is a teaching tool. And this brings us to 66. Focus on the big picture, right? What are your goals for your kids? What are your family priorities? You're going to use that to give yourself that, help yourself persevere through the hard days. Focus on the big picture. 67. Keep the lower years or the younger years light and fun. 68. Don't make the school space yourself. Include the kids' input to where they naturally are drawn in the house for learning. 69, there will be good and bad days. So don't be surprised when those bad days come. It's actually pretty normal. Number 70, you will encounter rude people that don't understand how you could possibly homeschool. Isn't that the funniest thing when you're out with your kids and they say, why aren't you in school today? And your kids say, well, I'm homeschooled. And then the adult says, well, how are you going to learn to socialize? And then your kids say, well, I'm talking to you right now, aren't I? (laughs) That's just the funniest thing. I think most of us have had that experience a couple of times. So, you know, there's going to be some rude people. It's okay. 71, be confident enough to do what works for your children, regardless of if it looks anything like you think school should look, right? Your homeschooling experience will probably look nothing like your own personal school experience. It's actually going to be way better. 72, don't quit. Adjust, take a step back, maybe even take a break, but don't quit. Because 73, relationship trumps all academics. Kids can't learn and you can't be an effective teacher if the relationship is broken. So sometimes we do need to put the books away and choose to snuggle, go outside, watch a fun movie together, take a break from school. They won't fall behind. So remember, relationships are more important. 74. Okay, this is almost curriculum buying season. This is a reminder for me too. Don't buy all the curriculum. (laughs) You don't have to buy every new shiny thing that comes across the homeschool curriculum market. Remember that. 75. Okay, this is one of my favorites too. Sleep late. You will never regret it. We have such a relaxed schedule. I love it. I love it. I love it. I am not a morning person. I love being able to be staying up late if I want, sleeping in. My kids love it. It's awesome. We don't start school at any particular time. They're quite independent now and they can start whenever they want. But even when my kids were younger, we still slept in too. I mean, they were up pretty early, but you know, we never set an alarm. So if you can handle that kind of routine and that fits you, do it. Number 76. It doesn't get easier per se, but the journey is amazing. Now that we've graduated our oldest, I have my second born is graduating this year. My third born is graduating next year. I mean, like we're getting rid of kids pretty quickly here, but it's not easier per se. In some ways, there's a lot more, I don't know, emotion that goes into the high school years because they're, they're looking at their future. They're figuring out college or the next steps. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stress when it comes to pressure like that. But 
it is amazing to have relationships with your teenage children and know like, wow, I know them so much better than I would have known them if they were at at school all day. So it's definitely, definitely worth it. Number 77, there's a place called a public library where they let you borrow books for free. I mean, if you are trying to homeschool on a budget, take advantage of the library. 78, calm down and don't interrupt littles playing to do school. This is like, don't ever pick up a sleeping baby or wake up a sleeping baby. This is like the same thing, but for homeschooling. So if your young children are playing together and they're being imaginative and they're really enjoying it, there's no reason you need to say, okay, guys, come on, we're doing school. Just let them play. (laughs) Calm down a little bit. It'll be just fine. Number 79, find joy in the adventure. Number 80, be open to change because it's inevitable. 81, this stage won't last forever. I really needed to hear that when I had four little boys under the age of five. So if you're drowning in toddlers and and preschoolers and babies, enjoy it. It won't last forever though, and you will get your sleep back. (laughs) Number 82, forgive yourself for not being the Pinterest perfect homeschool mom. 83, Remember why you started in the first place. This is really key to preventing burnout and helping you stay the course. 84, don't neglect your passions and interests. I think this is really important and kind of goes along the lines of health, um, self-care for homeschool moms. You need to have an outlet for yourself. Whatever your hobbies and passions and interests are, don't give them up while you're homeschooling. Make sure you put time in to do those things that recharge you as well. 85. You can learn as you go. You don't have to know everything when you start homeschooling. So how do you do that? You invest in books, conferences. You remember, these are professional development um, things for homeschool moms. So go ahead and do that homeschool conference, even if it's online. Go ahead and grab that book that will help you in the next season of homeschooling. And things like the Homeschool Mom Collective also fit this as professional development for homeschool moms. So remember, you can join us at 41more.com forward slash membership. Okay, three more. Number 86, you can't do it all. Know your limitations. This is super important. Don't try to do it all. You'll burn yourself out. Number 87, you can homeschool high school. I have a bunch of links for you about that. Definitely check out the show notes. And number 88, maybe this is the most important thing of all. Remember that you are the expert in your child's life. No one knows them better than you do. This is why you can do a better job than a certified public school teacher because you are the expert. You know them. You love them. No one else is in that same position as you, the parent. So don't ever feel uh, less than as a homeschool mom because you don't have a professional teaching certification. You absolutely can do an awesome job homeschooling. I'm so proud of all of you, the people I know in real life, the families I evaluate for in my home state of Pennsylvania. I mean, you guys are doing an awesome job. Homeschoolers truly are. And so don't feel overwhelmed. Don't feel less than because you're just a homeschool mom. You're doing an awesome job. If you have been encouraged by these 88 things first-time homeschool moms need to know, share this episode with a friend and share the blog post with them and check out the show notes for details about digging into some of these topics if you want to learn more. You can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 151. Thanks for joining us today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.